It's time for the Kitchen Garden segment on Real World Gardener. On the line, I've got Corinne Masati, who's the founder of the Gourmantic Garden website. Welcome to the program, Corinne. It's nice to have you. It's wonderful to be back, Marianne. Thank you for having me again on Real World Gardener. My pleasure. Now, today we're going to be talking about a mint that may not be as well known as I believe people don't know it as well, and that's the Vietnamese mint, which is actually not a true mint, is it? No, it's actually not part of the mint family, but it shares a lot of similar growth habits. And you might have heard of it being referred to as Vietnamese coriander. Indeed, I have. And in fact, I think it's actually used as a topping for that dish laksa. Yes, and it's commonly used in rice paper rolls because it's such a beautiful leaf with like, it's got beautiful green elongated leaves and a reddish stem on the plant and some dark markings. So it actually makes a beautiful ornamental plant to have in a kitchen garden. And it's funny that when you mention the stems, they're kind of angular and in a way they remind me of that weed that used to be called wandering something or other, but it's now called Tradescantia with blue flowers. It has a similar sort of not weed look to the stem. Yeah, that's right. It's quite a, and those, that, that reddish note on it is actually quite interesting. It contrasts really well with the, with the green leaves. Yes, it does. And and there's a sort of zonal margin within the centre of the leaf, which is kind of bronzy coloured, would you say? Yes. And I find that actually changes throughout the season. Sometimes the leaf can be purely green with no markings on it. And sometimes you get those dark markings that come through. Right, right. Now, I have grown it for a while, and I'm not sure. It was growing under some port wine magnolias, and I don't know, one day I went out and it had died. So I'm not sure what I did, but it, was, it wasn't growing in full sun, but it, it's possible it might have just dried out too much because I do believe that this one grows best in moist soil. It does like water, but it actually prefers the cooler months. So if you're growing it in summer, definitely use a part shade. And if you can't really put it in a part shade position, maybe put it in a position that doesn't get the hot afternoon sun and that will actually help it along. The other thing I find is it does actually get stressed in summer in the, in the heat if it is in full sun. So it starts to attract a whole variety of pests. You find that merely bug love it. Aphids will get on top of that you'll get rust the plant will start to look really straggly and unhealthy so if you can prevent that by putting it in a shaded position that would also help now do you grow yours in pots Corinne I grow it in pots mainly but I also I have a raised garden bed that is dedicated to herbs and what I do is I grow it in a plastic pot with the bottom cut off and I keep an eye on it. So I harvest regularly from that and I lift that pot every so often so I can check that it's not getting super invasive because it does have a tendency of taking over. And also, if you let it go, then it can actually spread and take over the entire garden. A large potted plant, probably about 30 centimetres, would be enough. If you've got something bigger, then it's even better. And one of the things that I do at the, at the start of um, the main growing season is I actually lift the plant from the pot, check the roots, 
you know, see if it's root bound and take action from there. But the way I really like to grow it is I like to have backup plants. And I refer to them as a backup plant because it's sort of my safeguard if anything goes wrong. And the trick here is to take a few cuttings when the plant is looking super healthy. Don't wait until it starts to die down or starts to show any signs of disease or anything like that. Because the beauty of Vietnamese mint or Vietnamese coriander is that it strikes roots very quickly. You just take a cutting, put it in water or in soil, and even in a few days you'll find that you've got roots and you can plant it elsewhere. And you've got a brand new um, clone of the original, the healthy original plant, and you can start again. Oh, I love your tip, Corinne, about having backup plants because quite often, <laughs> like I found mine had died and I didn't have a backup plant and I'm going to have to now buy a new one. So, yes, that's a very good tip. And also the part shade thing, but yeah, moist soil rather than letting it dry out. I did find that it didn't really become all that invasive probably because it had a lot of root competition from the port wine magnolias that it was growing under. But anyway, I'm going to have to get a new one. So now let's talk about its uh, flavour profile. Yes, I mean, it, it is called mint and it is called coriander, depending on which Vietnamese mint, Vietnamese coriander. The flavour profile for me is I find that it tastes peppery and minty at the same time. But it also has an underlying citrus note and a very pleasant heat on the finish. So it's actually delicious. Uh, to describe it as coriander, I think, takes away from the complexity of the flavour of it. And it's so lovely that you can use it in a variety of different things. You can use it, as I said before, in rice paper rolls. You can add it to salads, whether you do like a chicken salad or a beef noodle salad. If you're using it in a stir fry, add it at the end so you don't use that flavour. If you're using it in a curry, especially a coconut um, milk style curry, that goes really well with it because it pairs beautifully with flavours like lemongrass, coconut, chilli, capers. So you can get very creative with the herb. So Another way that you might want to use it is if you're into making a pesto style sauce, like instead of basil. Use it as a dipping sauce, which is really lovely. And one thing that I also find is when it does flower, and it is meant to flower usually in spring and summer, mind you, mine flowered in June this year. It's got white pinkish dainty flowers and if you and they're edible. And if you eat them, they've got a minty and spicy flavor that is really delicious. And you can use them in salads, but you can also use them to decorate cakes, for example. Well, that so, sounds a novel idea. I don't think I've ever had mine flower. So it doesn't always flower. My, the first season that I grew mine, I didn't see any. And um, these were just from the clone plants that I, the backups that I had, um, that they flowered this year. And it's only a short period that you get the flowers. So make use of them when, they, when, when you do see the flowers um, come up. Right, now you mentioned pesto and then the dipping sauce. When you make the dipping sauce, do you use some kind of Chinese rice wine? or I use a, I use a combination of uh, fish sauce, um, a bit of lime juice, a little bit of garlic, a uh, slight bit of brown sugar and the Vietnamese mint leaves, 
run it through a food processor, and then you can just use it as a dipping sauce. Wow, that actually sounds very delightful and something really um, easy to go with stir-fry dishes, I suppose, or spring rolls or something like that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And one thing I find that with, with this plant, there's no need to dehydrate the leaves and save them and go through that whole process because it is quite vigorous plant and you'll always have some on hand, especially if you have backups. All right, yes, those backups. Hmm. <laughs> right, right. And what about drinks? Can I make a summer drink with them? Would you recommend that? Oh, absolutely. Next time you're making an iced tea, especially now that the weather is getting warm, just make a little bit of, um, add it to a green tea with a squeeze of lime and a little bit of sugar or raw honey. Uh, plenty of ice and it's very nice and refreshing and that really lovely peppery minty flavor will come right through if you're into something a little bit more um, I guess you know more complex you want to do it on a large scale you can do like a Vietnamese mint lemonade with lemon juice or lime juice add some slices of lemon or lime the mint top up with sparkling water Put it, make it in a large jug and then you can serve it when friends come around. And if you're feeling in the mood, you can always add a splash of vodka if you like. Wow, that sounds very delightful as well. And of course, as usual, you've given us lots of taste sensations to think about and try. It's been lovely chatting with you, Corinne, on uh, the Kitchen Garden segment on Real World Gardener. Thank you for having me, Mary Ann. <laughs> 